Hey, welcome to another episode of All Take Three. Uh, this is your host for the day, Jacob. Um, the movie we are covering is Moulin Rouge from 2001. I am joined today, of course, by my wonderful, glorious, fantastic co-hosts, Alex and Kristen. Alex, Kristen, how are you guys doing? I'm good. Who let this monkey in here? <laughs> Get it out of my say? house. She said she's good. Oh, think, okay. Right? Yeah, I'm good. That's she, good. Uh, she did not throw shit at me, which is good. <laughs> that was somebody else who was here. Um, we are covering the third film in our All Take 3 series uh, of Baz Luhrmann films. Laz um, Berman. Laz Berman, Baz Luhrmann, you know who he is. You know his films. They are, of course, for these three, you know the him. Red Curtain. You love him. Please welcome. We, did, did we mention we have Baz Luhrmann here today? He's not going to talk. No, but, but he he's is here. here. He is in the room. He's looking at us. He is giving he's me a finger. taking it all in. That we all enjoy. The thumb. Um... <laughs> Let's see. Baz, I'm sorry. I'll edit that out. Uh, Let's go ahead and bring it from the top. Uh, We are in the final of our Red Red Curtain Trilogy, I believe is what they are Mm -hmm. called. Um, We've covered... uh, This was like a double I'll take three. We narrowed it it down to a director, and then we narrowed it down even further (laughs) than that. (laughs) We are... uh, Sifters? Is that what it's called when you sift something to the <laughs> yeah. To the yeah. Uh, bring it down. Yeah, that's what we did. Uh, we found the gold through all the mud. And those were these first three Whoa. films that he ever made. Um, and uh, starting with, what was the first one even called? It's been so long now. <laughs> Strictly Ballroom. Strictly Ballroom. Thank you so much. And then, of course, Romeo Edition Juliet. Um, William Shakespeare's Romeo Edition oh. Juliet. Thank you so much. The great Bill Shakespeare. Uh, of course, one of the great Bills, such as Bill Goldberg and uh, Bill Walton himself. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Uh, <laughs> and we're going to wrap it up with this movie, Moulin Rouge, which came out in 2001. Let me go ahead pre, and, uh, pre-9-11. Hey, thank you so much for letting us know all about that. <laughs> How far okay. away from 9-11 was it? Oh, I don't have that information. Let me look. <laughs> it came out in May mm-hmm. of 2001, so a few months. I have a feeling this movie wouldn't have worked as well post 9-11. It just seems because of too the, carefree. I feel like everybody was so worried with, after that. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's much better than what I was going to say. Kristen uh, disagrees with me. Oh my god. Chris Chris thinks this movie still would have worked. I think you guys have gone off the rails. I'm being serious. <laughs> I'm having a legitimate I'm just, this is a legitimate point I'm making. Oh my god. Okay. I think the uh I think Moulin, I think I think, think Moulin Rouge was the fifth character of this movie, you guys. Oh yeah. Do you remember what was the I, title uh, character? <laughs> Do you remember that one time we did that thing and I said that New York was the fifth character? That was yeah. so dumb. Yeah. 
What are you talking about? <laughs> when we were doing the adjustment bureau, and I said that. Oh yeah. The Dior was the first. Or whatever I said, God, I'm an idiot. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot what we were talking about. Uh, Moulin Rouge. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Never forget. <laughs> Damn it, Jacob, you fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, let's see. So this came out in May of 2001. Uh, it had a budget of $50 million. It made an amazing $179 million. You can say it was a hit. Um, and it was not only a hit in the box office, uh, awards-wise, it was uh, uh, extremely nominated. Extremely nominated. What a weird <laughs> way to say that. It was nominated I a like lot. It. <laughs> Warning: This movie has been extremely nominated. Uh, you will probably enjoy it. It was Every, uh, everything, everywhere, all at once was very extremely nominated th- this year. It was like everywhere, everything, all at once in terms of awards. You know what I mean? <laughs> totally. Exactly. Uh, this movie. Uh, did get uh, nominated for Best Picture. Um, it did not get nominated for Best Director, which is interesting because it did get had eight, Sorry, had eight nominations. Yeah. Um, who was it? Whit- Oprah? Not Oprah. Oh, oh. shit. Uh, 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 fucking, what's her name from <laughs> Sister Act 2? Whoopi Wh- Goldberg. And sister, also, also Sister Act 1. Wh- yeah, Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> 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 what did she, she said that uh, uh, th- apparently apparently uh, Moulin Moulin Rouge directed itself is what she said, um, in in regards to Baz not getting nominated for best mm. director there, uh, which I thought was pretty cool. It did um, it did win two awards. Yeah, which ones were those? It won best production design and best costume design. This costume design, spoiler alert, that might be my, one of my three. Um, let's see. Uh, nobody knows what that was. Some weird voice. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, still here. <laughs> it's like on the microphone all the time. Oh, no. <laughs> this is the voice that's in my head. Oh, it's got so hot. <laughs> <laughs> Jacob, did you do cocaine before this? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think they do coffee cups I chugged before we started it. <laughs> I was so tired before. Now I have so much energy. All right. Uh, I'm just so excited to podcast with you guys. I just love it. Me too. Um, this movie has a large cast as well, including uh, Nicole Kidman, Ewan McGregor, uh, John Leguizamo, of course, and then my favorite, Jim Broadbent, who, when he showed up, I said, Professor Slughorn, what are you doing here? <laughs> what are you, you know, doing so here? That's that funny you thought that, because me. I thought, hey, it's the dad from The Borrowers. <laughs> The borrowers. The borrowers. Wow. You guys know what the borrowers borrowers. Yeah, of that course movie. I know what the borrowers is. I know the concept of borrowing, but I've never heard of the borrowers. <laughs> well, you should watch the it. borrow cool. borrowers. You know what I thought? What do you think? I thought 
Hey, isn't that guy in Paddington? That's what I thought. <laughs> and guess what? I looked it, it up. He is. Like, oh, good. He's got a he's got a wide career uh, that Jim Broadbent does. We all named like childrenish movies too. <laughs> I said Harry Potter. I know that's Harry childrenish. Six. That's not. That's when it gets serious. Dumbledore dies. Whoa! Spoiler alert. <laughs> Look, if you haven't seen Harry Potter at this point in time, uh, you're fucked in the head, dude. <laughs> That's a call back to my dad. Um, <laughs> everyone gets it. Everyone gets it. I get it. Thank you so much. All right. So for this movie, uh, for this podcast, if you never heard it before, uh, since I didn't really give that, should we do that now? Or you want to give the synopsis of this movie? I'm so in love with the place. <laughs> um. Maybe give the background of this podcast, and then I'll give the synopsis of the movie. So for this podcast, I'll take three. Uh, Essentially how it works is we are three people. Uh, Every single time we want to talk about a movie, we select a theme. Uh, One of us takes a theme, and we each take a movie within that theme. Uh, We listen to them, watch that movie, we talk about that movie, and when we talk about that movie, we each pick three things from that movie to discuss. Um, and we're each going to do that today for this movie, Moulin Rouge, which, as I mentioned, came out in 2001. <laughs> Pre-9-11. Pre-9-11, okay. of course. Make sure you know that. <laughs> so I can never forget. Alex, what is the uh, synopsis for this movie, if you don't mind? So, this film... <clears throat> Is about a young English man in the Paris of 1899. He becomes infatuated with Satine, a singer at the Moulin Rouge, which is like a um, nightclub cabaret type place. Um, they however, have these on the outskirts of Las Vegas. They do. Well, oh, a brothel. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it is like a brothel. <laughs> Um, however, she has been promised by the manager to a duke in return for funding the manager's next production. As the young lovers meet in secret, Satine's wedding day draws closer, but she hides a fatal secret from both Christian and the duke. <gasps> hey, every time we say the duke, just for the uh, listeners, my eyebrows are raising intently every time. Feel free to follow me on Twitter, at Mr. Jig Duke, by the way. Just oh. uh, go ahead <laughs> and follow sense. me there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Eyebrow race, eyebrow race. Uh, thank you so much for that synopsis, Alex. Um, so You're this welcome. movie is... Don't fucking interrupt me with, a, <laughs> with, Sorry. with whatever the manners are once I'm talking. Okay. Um, <laughs> I picked this movie. It is my choice, Moulin Rouge. Um... I picked this movie because it was within our theme of Baz Luhrmann movies, and I wanted to, damn it! <laughs> so. Oh my god. Let's, let's talk about this movie. Um, do you guys... I had never seen this movie before picking it and before watching it. Um, I would barely heard of it, to be honest with you. <laughs> I'm sorry. I am dying over here. This is a, I know this isn't helpful, but... I'm so sorry. This is a bad podcast. You, no, this is great. Um, you, bar- you barely even heard of it. What, is, what do you mean by that? 
I know, because we were talking about it, and we, like, looked it up to this stuff, but before that, I think I've only heard about it in terms of, like, uh, the title. <laughs> I guess my daddy might even be correct, but, like, I think I remember Twilight, like, the problem was based on Moulin Rouge or something like that. Oh, yeah. And that's how I know this movie, from that reference. And that's Interesting. it. What about the Lady, Lady, so Lady Marmalade song? I don't even know what that is now that I watched the movie. <laughs> The Lady Marmalade. That was pretty good, right? Yep. Yeah, that was good. Okay. So not nope, not not a lot. Nope. Um <clears throat> no here's my here's my history. I had heard of this film. Um mm. I knew it started Ewan McGregor and that um I don't know if I knew Nicole Kidman was in it. I'm trying to remember. I get this movie for some reason I get this movie and Chicago mixed up. Because they both came out, uh, uh, you know, in those early 2000s. Um, I think Chicago was post 9-11. <laughs> Can you keep us on track with that for the rest of the duration of this podcast? Yeah. Not just this episode, but I mean like the Every series podcast? Sort of. Yeah, exactly. We'll cover uh, a really old movie. I'll be like, this is very, very pre-9-11. Yeah, exactly. Um, but, yeah, so I, I had heard of it. I, I knew it was... Um, a musical i'm pretty sure i knew it was da- like a dancey type movie but that was about it i did, had no no idea what the plot was what even the moulin rouge was um and i'd never seen it till yesterday i watched it mm-hmm. Juke jukebox musical what about you Kristen? have um, you heard of this movie yes i have and i have seen it before um, I remember buying the CD, the soundtrack. Oh, oh wow. Because the only reason was because the lady Marmalade, 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 like, Marmalade, Marmalade, whatever. Yeah. That dun, dun, one. Lady Marmalade. <laughs> yeah. That's the only reason I bought it. And then I just listened to it a lot. So, yeah. Hmm. Did you know that See. in 2021, the Library of Congress selected the song... <clears throat> Um, Lady Marmalade. Hold on. <laughs> Library of Congress <laughs> <Just> for, <fun. laughs> for preservation in the National Recording Registry for being oh, culturally okay. significant. That's cute. What year and was it that? Was, um, they selected a certain version, the LaBelle version, Patty LaBelle version. Patty LaBelle. Uh-huh. And this song was written by Bob Crew and Kenny Nolan. Hey, Bob Crew. I don't know who any of those people are except for Patty LaBelle. He Sorry. helped uh, get the Four Seasons, Frankie Valley and the Four Seasons, going. The Four like Seasons. Their producer or whatever. The Jersey Boys themselves. Spring, summer, fall, winter. He got Tommy those going. That is impressive. That's cool. Um, what is that wait 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 tell us more about your history when did you watch it was oh it yeah like a teenager thank you oh yeah i guess so i don't really remember the first time i watched it well it came out uh pre 9-11 so <laughs> put yourself in context of that <laughs> come on jake what <laughs> i'm trying to make sure we're all fully aware of when it happened <laughs> i'm just kidding um, yeah i have no idea did you did you have you watched it a lot since then no. 
I have listened to the music a lot. Not a lot, a lot, but I have listened to the music since then. On seat. On CD only because it has not shown up in our like mixed playlist. Okay, maybe I haven't listened to it as much. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't mean to call you out. I just like I I want to listen to some well, of the songs. I know more. there was a moment earlier where Kristen was like, "I don't really know much about the music from this." Hey, yeah, we weren't recording. We weren't recording yet, Alex. Don't call her out like that. Hey, okay, I'm sorry. The opening titles for this movie, can we just start there before we even get into our three things? Because it's not one of my things, but I've never seen an opening title sequence or like opening credit sequence, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. have an f- orchestra. I was like, what is and happening a conductor? right now? Yeah, the conductor. I was baffled. I was bewildered. I was bereft. bereft? You were be- betwixt? I was betwixt. I felt betrayed a little bit, to be honest with you. Befuddled. Befuddled, thank you so much. That's what I was looking for. You're such a best friend. You're welcome. Yeah, that was interesting, though, because they also did, like, the 20th Century Fox, the normal version, and then Mm. they did an orchestra version right after that. Yeah, I was was taken aback. I was like, I got to write this down, because what is happening? Um, I don't think we've done a logo loco in a while, uh, so I uh, just wanted to bring that to full attention before we even got into this movie. Um, also, just right off the bat, before we get into the movie, mm-hmm. there's immediately the two setup flashback almost type of seeds. It opens up Paris, nineteen hundred. And it's like black and white and grainy, and the way they shoot it, I literally wrote down they have four different effects on this shot, and I can tell you all of them. They shot it in color, and they put it in black and white. They put an old-timey, like, real effect on it. They put mm-hmm. a vignette on it, and then they uh, also uh, put added some, like, staticky stuff to it as well um, to, like, to make it look old. And then they... After they do that, where wait, they wait, put wait, him, question, question, yeah, because they show him typing, right? And that's yeah, when they're like oh, going okay. in and zooming in, that's yeah, the go shot ahead, go ahead. where they've added all that. And then he's typing, and then they then they do like a flashback from Hold that old time. His yeah. typing, um, he has that beard. Mm-hmm. How terrible does Ewan McGregor look with the beard? I wouldn't uh... until he becomes well, Obi Wan Kenobi, of course. I never, I never heard of that. I've heard of Obi Ron Kenobi. <laughs> completely Who's Obi Ron? He's completely unrelated to Obi Wan Kenobi. Could I, could I just make, take a stab in the dark? You're gonna um, stab me in the dark? I bet Obi Ron. He seems like the kind of guy who doesn't care for pop culture and is really into nature. I would say that. I would say that correlates. He is. Uh, he's what I would call a nature enthusiast and a uh, pop Look, culture. I'm, Hater. I'm in Star Wars now. Are oh, you? I yes. feel like I feel like you look like uh, like that Kermit the Frog meme. <laughs> <laughs> All right, never mind. Speaking of Kermit the Frog, they did a uh, Muppets version of this or something uh, where Kermit was Christian and uh, the Miss Piggy was uh, Miss, Miss Piggy saltine. was saltine saltine. saltine. Yeah. And Gonzo was to lose. That's perfect. 
Yeah. And Fozzie was Zidler. I want to see this. Oh my god. Everyone, everyone, pause the podcast and go watch this right now. Okay. We won't do it, but we hope you do. And please t- um, write to us. We'll give you a PO box. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, long form letter, please. Give us great detail and length, as so that we can feel like we watched it. Mm-hmm. I want you to not only tell us what happened, but tell us how you felt when you saw it. Exact emotions, okay? Don't be vague about it. Okay? Yeah, but real quick, real quick, real quick. Question. Yep. What did you guys think of you and McGregor's beard? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be honest with you. I how did, did I know you were beard. gonna ask that again? <laughs> I gotta get us back on track. You're right. Thank you. Oh my god. What do you think about my beard in comparison to his beard? Wait, wait, hold on. <laughs> Answer my question. Let me pull it Let's up because I couldn't tell you what it looks his like. Beard. He just yeah. has a beard. It looked normal to me. I know you're so you... jealous because you can't grow a full beard, so <sighs> oh, it's fine. I could grow the biggest beard y'all ever saw. <laughs> <laughs> I got the biggest truck you ever seen. <laughs> you ever did you ever see. S- you ever did see. Um, all right, you know what? I don't care anymore. Don't I got me. it pulled up here, but he looks <laughs> old in all of these. Look, look. He looks old in all of these. <laughs> he looks like, uh, he uh, I don't know. <laughs> he looks like he's on the Grapes of He looks of like Wrath. you. He, he, oh, looks no. like he's, he looks like he's trying to be on the Lumineers. <laughs> <laughs> does look like that. I like it. I think he uh, looks like he's in style for Paris, nineteen hundred. Yeah, that's what kept pulling up well, when. Hello uh, there. When I was looking him up, <laughs> it kept pulling up old man Ewan McGregor, which is old that. man. Like if you know on you know on WWE two K twenty three when you have different versions of characters and it John says. Cena. John Cena, ruthless aggression in parentheses. It's Ewan McGregor, weird beard. Ewan McGregor, old man. You know what I mean? So that's his phases. That's how we know him. Paris, 1899. Paris, 1900, dude. And then it flashes back after it does the old time where it makes you feel like it's old. Then it does a flashback to older than that. It's like double old. I was like, and then then when it got old... only but like here's six thing. months, probably. <laughs> but here, yeah, probably only six months. But here's the thing: it was really, <laughs> it was made to look really old when they introduced it in 1900. But then when it went further back in time, it got way better quality. It got clear and it got in color. It made no sense. It's because he first. was depressed in that 1900. Oh, that was the vignette. Now mm-hmm. I got it. Thank you. You're welcome. But that was my first thing that I wanted to talk about. Was just that. So. It wasn't one of my things, but I had to get it off my chest before we even got into the movie, because I was thrown off. I knew you're, what time. You're like, I, I got. What, I knew the time period. Gears to grind with this flick, Baz. You, you know what really? You know what really salts my butter? Is that a saying? Do you want? <laughs> do you want salty butter? I think What's you this? normally get salted butter, right? Isn't that the yeah? Norm? The butter unless, we buy is salted. Unless you get the unsalted. Salted sells better than unsalted. I'll tell you that much. Isn't the People saying what salt. really burns my chaps? Isn't that a saying? What really? Where's my assless chaps? Wait, that's not it. <laughs> what really chaps my ass? I've heard that before. Where's my what? frozen suit? You never heard that really chaps my ass? 
No. I've heard that. I've also heard of uh, 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 Technicality No Down Boo Over. I've heard of that before, too. Technicality No Down Boo Over. Technicality No Down Boo Over. Um, so, do we want to get into our first three things, or do you all have anything you want to say about the movie? You know what really chaps my ass? I spent my life savings turning my van into a dog. The alarm alone cost me 200 Oh, okay. Dumb and Dumber. That's from I Dumb gotcha. and Dumber. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> go ahead. Remember Dumb and Dumber when they uh, ate the hot sauce or hot jalapeno or whatever that was? Uh-huh. That was funny. Oh, yeah. my God. That's like a good scene. All right. Let's go ahead and get it. Do you guys have anything else you want to add about um, Dumb and Dumber before we move back into Moulin Rouge? <laughs> I'm good. Oh. I know right, I know. Good. it came out in 94. That's pre-9-11. <laughs> Sure is. Yep. Chris, did they think about any of this? No. <laughs> okay, great. We're going to move back to Boulot Rouge. Um, do you all have anything? So nothing to add about the movie before we get into our three things about Boulot Rouge either. Here's what no, I'll say. Here's what I'll say. This is my first thing, okay? I'm going oh, okay. to take, take one. Um, I find that Baz Luhrmann movies so far, because we watched three of them now. The Red His, Curtain Trilogy. His movies are very, like, jarring at first. And we talked about this with Romeo and Juliet, like, because, Jacob, you had a hard time with that first scene in that Mm. movie. And I feel that a lot with this movie is, like, I'm just, like, getting hit over the head with everything going on. And it is really hard to get into it at first. But, like, you know, 15, 20 minutes pass by and you're, like, in it. And then Mm. it's just normal and stuff. But, man, at first it is, like, overwhelming and jarring. Um, I, what are you guys' thoughts on that? I agree with that 100%. And I was actually thinking about it like kind of near the end of the movie a little bit. Um, not really about how jarring it is, but how great this movie would probably be in a theater. And I think that would probably help a lot with kind of that jarring experience. Cause yeah. When you go to the theater, it's black. You kind of get ready. You know, it's movie time. You're in the movie immediately. And I think it might have a higher impact just kind of because of that. Well, but... Um, Go ahead, keep going, keep going. Uh, but I was going to say, at the same time, it is a little bit overwhelming, what's happening, so much, ha- so many in so many characters immediately that I'm like, who are these people, you know, uh, kind of stuff going on. The so. quick edits, the zoom-ins, the slow motions, the colors yeah. and filters. The Baz Luhrmann effect. Yeah. Which, that's one of my things, it's just kind of a summation of all that, <clears throat> kind of. Kristen? I liked it. <laughs> you you don't you well I'm not saying I did dislike well, it. Well I mean like it was jarring. Yeah, I me. did get the jarring beginning part of it because I can see that in both Romeo and Juliet and this one. Strictly mm-hmm. Ballroom kinda started out like that a little bit, but They had the whole like other scene before yeah, that one did too. And uh I think I like it. I don't know. I like Baz Luhrmann films, so Yeah, I think I like it. I think I He's grown on me for sure, because um, I was very. I have not uh, disliked any of his movies so far. We haven't watched Australia, but. But I get what you guys mean. We by, will. Like they're we... jarring. They're kind of like, like shock, like shocking at mm-hmm. first, and you're kind of totally. like, what is happening? Like. <laughs> <clears throat> 
Well, and you know, one of the things I tell my classes is you have to get the attention of the audience, um, the attention of the audience immediately. And I think he does that. You know, it might not oh, be yeah. in the you know same way every time, and it might be a little uh, fast and a little uh, seat of your pantsy, if you will. But I think it's effective, um, and it definitely get you interested in what is going on with this uh, world and, movie. And yeah. it's always interesting to look at as well. You know, a lot of movies or, or you know, media where they have, like, their own unique style, they'll kind of ease into it sometimes. Mm-hmm. Or they'll have, like, a plot device that pulls you into another world or something where things are weird, you know, and stuff like that. Um, but Baz is just like, this is reality. This is my where I live. And yeah, he's not it. afraid of it. Yeah, uh, I did also. I thought it was interesting that all three of the movies that we watched of this uh, are all musical romance movies. All three of them are, and they all have like this red curtain at the front too. Yeah. Well, I guess the previous one wasn't really musical, but William Shakespeare's language is musical in nature. Yeah, um, totally. You know, and it's but, still theatrical. Yeah. Yeah, all three of them are very theatrical as well. Um, and you're right about that curtain, Alex. Great, <laughs> great point. Thank you. <laughs> That's yeah, what I'm I, here uh, for. I, uh, I appreciate it, and I, I, I agree with your first main point, uh, your first take there. Uh, the intro is interesting there. Chris, do you have anything but to add about The, the thing, yeah. too, to, with that, too, is then you do get sucked in. And then you've, you're in it because you've been mm-hmm. hit with it so much. It's almost like being tortured in a way. <laughs> Not in a bad way, but it's just like, okay, this is my reality now. And, you know, you accept whatever happens. I think I like it, like, the way that he, like, shocked, like, the shock value things, like, at the very beginning. Because for me, it's really hard to like, get me to watch movies in, like, general. So, mm-hmm. like, if it's really slow starting off, usually I don't want to pay attention, like... I'll get disinterested and then I don't even want to finish the movie. So, yeah, I like. Uh, I think my favorite type of entrance for a movie is kind of like one of those almost like tease type of entrances where it's like almost a like a fast fellas. forward of the movie. Yeah, exactly. Where they have like the trunk and they're like burying mm-hmm. that sonophone. I can't remember really Martin who that Scorsese. was. Martin Scorsese. What are you doing? Get out of here, Martin Scorsese. Baz, I'm sorry that we have mentioned another director. We will never do it again during this podcast. He is offended, Alex. You better shut your mouth, man. We gotta... At least didn't say anything about it like another Australian director like George Miller. Woo! All right. You gotta watch your tongue. Uh, This is an Australian movie, right? Mm-hmm. It's an Australian yeah. co-production with the U.S. Yep. Nice. I like that. This is our second Australian. <laughs> Wait, third? Hey, wait. I'm so confused now on how many we've done. It's, well, this is our third Lerman, so it's definitely at least three. <laughs> yeah, but, but we've done Taika Waititi, and he's done, he said, New Zealand. Right? Yeah. That's the same thing. We, we've been <laughs> on that before. Oh, we're going to get canceled, <laughs> Jacob. Alex, that's the same thing that happened last time, and nothing happened. And I took it back, and I apologized again. I'm just kidding. I didn't uh, do either of those things, but I will now. 
I apologize <laughs> for my actions. <laughs> I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Alright, we're good. Um, my, are we, uh, anything else to add about Alex's first three, first thing? Alright, uh, I'll go to my first thing, which is, uh... Oh, wait, th- hold on, yeah. sorry, real quick. Did you guys read in the trivia that the lead, nope. the female lead from Strictly Ballroom briefly appears as a prostitute in this uh-uh. movie? I didn't yeah. Hmm. Was she, okay. uh... Sorry. Was she throw, throwing, throwing that ass <clears throat> back or what? <laughs> <laughs> now we are getting canceled. Oh, my God. I, this, I thought this was talking Tang. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Jacob, that might have been okay in a pre-9-11 world, but come on. Oh my God. Well, I'm just I'm I I'm currently living in Paris, 1899. You know when it's clear in color. Uh-huh. I'm not in the <laughs> post 1900 fog even yet world. You know, you know what I'm saying. So, apologize. No, I, mean, I apologize. Am I gonna get canceled? Is that for real? No, but I liked um uh that actress in Strictly Ballroom. So I mean, I wish I'd have known to look out for her. You know who I liked? The uh, actress from Strictly Ballroom. Uh huh. She was pretty good in that movie. Um, I did not know that this was Nicole Kidman when we first started this movie, so that was cool to notice. I was when I was watching it, there was um, maybe her first song number, um, mm-hmm. and I was I was like, "Is that Amy Adams? That can't be Amy Adams. What year did this come out?" <laughs> and they do uh, it was similar. It was Nicole Kidman. She did look similar. Both. Uh, red hair, both very pretty, both in love with me, of course. My first thing is um, that the costumes and the color and the overall Baz Luhrmann effect, the fast and uh, slow camera work and cuts that really build suspense, they kind of uh, uh, build that anticipation for a lot of moments throughout the movie uh, and it's something that he has continued throughout and I think it's I think this is the most effective that it's been in terms of the three that we've watched uh, oh interesting how it's worked yeah I think uh, the way that it's used in this it seems like it always has a meaning where some of the other mm-hmm. ones it just kind of felt like it was just done to be done you know and I think that was some of the issues I had with some of the other movies these all feel very purposeful and maybe it has a lot to do with the choreography and the way that they're shooting it, you know, but um, I, I really think about that, that, uh, uh, God, what scene is it? Where they're going between the, the all the dancers and then uh, between all the dancers and then between um, S- S- Nicole Kidman's character, I wanted to call her Saltine, but Satine, uh, uh, and then uh, I believe she was with the Duke, or I can't I can't remember completely, but they kept they were going between the, the three different. He does look like the Duke of Wesselton. That's hilarious. <laughs> that mustache. Yeah, that's perfect. I wonder if they got that from him. Any inspiration oh, maybe. from that? Interesting. Um, he looks just like him. That's crazy. <laughs> Blow your mind. See Jacob. in my mind. Whoa, I'm that emoji right now. Um. But yeah, I think that overall it worked really well in this movie, uh, and I feel like it, especially after watching all the other movies. And I've see that I was gonna ask that. Do you think yeah. 
like knowing what to expect with his style and everything do you think it was easier to absorb it then this time i would say yes and i uh i would say yes it was easier to absorb i think i kind of like almost knew what to look out for a little bit which i enjoyed kind of like oh he is doing like those are bezerman things and i feel like if Whoa, uh, and I feel like I haven't. Obviously, I know that's way wa- too long to be effective. That was but I had so to delayed. He just put up a uh, <laughs> mind blow emoji for everyone to. Let's. I don't know what the timestamp is, but it was a while. Um, there. Uh, I don't. I, obviously, we haven't seen his other three movies. Is it three? Has he only directed six? Yeah, because um, it was these three, then Australia, then Great Gatsby, then yes. Elvis. Okay. Yeah. Um, I need to watch The Great Gatsby again now, I feel like, because I want to look out for similar things. But I almost feel like mm-hmm. I could – I almost feel like if he had, a, like, a wider collection of movies, I was like – I feel like I could pick one out if I, it just came on, you know. Oh, I was like, oh, that's – is that a Baz Luhrmann movie? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Based on 100%. that. 100%. Um, which I could definitely not have done before. And I feel like before doing this podcast, <clears throat> for any director, I don't think I could have done that – but I feel like now I could do it for Baz Luhrmann. I could do it for Quentin Tarantino, I feel like. Um, mm-hmm. Even though I know a lot of the titles now, obviously. But I feel like just on style. Uh, I think I'm I think I'm getting better at noticing, you know, tendencies and things like that, which is kind of cool. Yeah, so. totally. What do you guys, uh, anything you guys want to uh, add to my first thing that I have, which is, you know, kind of all of it, the costumes, <laughs> the color. <laughs> <laughs> to cut the other he goes like what I'm gonna, one of my things is going to be the whole movie it's just <laughs> I every single I mean, thing it's just kind of like the directing style but the directing style has so much to do with everything you know I yeah. guess that kind of goes hand in hand with one of my things it, I just wrote down Baz Luhrmann's directing style I guess yeah. it's kind of the same thing yeah that's and you know what you guys that all goes along with my thing which was Baz Luhrmann's style is very jarring <laughs> What are we doing here? <laughs> I'm so tired. <laughs> I'm tired too. Like I can't. Okay. Um. Sorry. One of my comment things I wrote down because I feel like I had to keep notes to kind of just keep. I was interested in the movie, but just kind of follow along. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So one of my notes was everything and everyone is so over the top. <laughs> I thought you were going to say everything everywhere all at once. I was like, Kristen, this is not going to help you with this movie. That it is very on the top. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I, I know. Like... I, I literally wrote down at one point. I was like, they have a whole room inside an elephant and they need money <laughs> 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 to sell this elephant. Holy crap. It's got to be worth a lot of money. <laughs> oh, my God. Is Paris at this time? I know part of it is that they need like um, – um, l- legitimacy too, but still, yeah, yeah, because they're just a, uh, they're just a uh, Moulin Rouge. Yeah, um. I like that you called out the costumes, though. I want to let us talk about that a second. Then, Sometimes yeah, that was my, that was what I started it. That's what I started the note as, but I expanded it because I felt like it was uh, more than just that. But yeah, the costumes, like you mentioned, it did win one of the awards, correct? Mm-hmm. Best costume design and best production design. Yeah. So they're like, damn, look at these sexy people inside this elephant. I don't they think it had anything to do with the, the, 
<laughs> Alex, it had nothing to do with the beauty of the people or the sexiness of the people. It was the costumes. Yeah, that's what they were Alex. wearing. They they could have been total uggos. You don't know and that. Maybe the would have been voters so good. We're like, hey, there hasn't been a national tragedy yet. I feel really horny. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I think they said that afterwards. That's how you cope with tragedy, Alex. <laughs> the costumes were great, though. I felt like they totally and the like the sets. They totally brought you into that world, um, and you. What felt was your like, favorite part? Of the costume, I guess, or what was your favorite costume? Maybe, um, it was the the dresses that were like wee, but the fluff. <laughs> you got yes. it. Yes, the podcast can dancers. You got it. Yeah, the can cans. Yeah, I just loved all the colors, you know, and uh, it was just so pretty to watch, and I just I don't know, I felt transported when I was watching that. I didn't really notice the men's costumes. Uh, oh really? My favorite costume was one of the men's costumes. Well, I was gonna say other than like during the play. I was gonna I say when Toulouse was lot. dressed up like a sitar. That was my favorite. <laughs> that was incredible. And like, uh, I did enjoy Slughorn's. Uh, well, what's his real name? Ziggler is the character. Okay, Jim Broadbent. Yeah, Ziggler. I only know him as Slughorn. I kept literally every time I popped up on the screen, I was like, "Hey, Slughorn!" <laughs> literally every single time. Um, I did not know he could sing. I did not know uh, he could sing. Um, but yeah, I liked his. I liked his costumes overall. His like poofy pants. Mm-hmm. And his mustache. Yes, very good. What about you, Christian? Um. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know. I guess I like. She was the... a big fan of the Duke's mustache. No, I did not like that. <laughs> that looked creepy. I liked um, like the final show thing they do. Mm-hmm. Everything was just really like brightly colored and it was intricate, and there was a lot of detail. spectacular, spectacular. It was like spectacular, spectacular. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Holy shnikes. It was, that was amazing. Um, spectacular, spectacular. I like the, uh, it's another kind of. It's like that uh, band from the 80s, Mr. Mr. <laughs> Holy cow. Is that, they should, we should get a, we should start a band. Well, not we. Somebody should start a band <laughs> called Mrs. Mrs. Uh-huh. That's it. That's the idea. Okay. Nobody's going to do it. <laughs> tell, tell Baz. I'll, I'll, I'm going to email him. What's is he, he what right do you think next is he, to you? What do you think? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I forgot because he's so quiet. He's like a, he's like a mouse. <laughs> All right. Um, next thing. Kristen, what's your first thing? Well, we just since. talked about my my one of mine. It was my first one. Yeah, what's your oh. what's your first thing of choice yeah. since I forced well, your or, hand? Well, or or is there something else you'd want to say about his style? Yeah. No. <laughs> no. Cool. cool. <laughs> okay. No, I don't nope. want to. <laughs> <laughs> I have I have I, w- I will not say anything else. You cannot make me. It was one of my three things I wanted to talk about, but I have nothing else to add. <laughs> I mean, we kind of hit all of, like, what I was 
thinking of talking about it, about his style. So, yeah, we covered That's it. That's true. Um, one of the... What? Sorry. I'm, I'm so sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, one of the other things I wrote down for one of the three choice things, um, just all the actors and their performances. Because, like, yes. Nicole Kidman and Ewan... Ewan? Is that you say his name? Ewan McGregor? Ewan. 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 Mick. Mick. Gregor. Gregor. Ewan. Mick. They did their own singing, which was really cool. So. Yeah, I did not know Nicole Kidman had those pipes, man. That's incredible. Yeah. I think I really liked their chemistry too. Yeah. Um, yeah. All three of these Baz Luhrmann movies, the two leads had great chemistry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would say this one, uh, I really liked how Nicole Kidman didn't even have to take glasses off to be pretty. That was cool. Uh, that only happened in the Strictly Ballroom. I know, but could you imagine Juliet <laughs> taking glasses off? <laughs> Did they even I, have those then? I, I can't, no. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, I uh, I agree with you, Kristen. Um, I, I really enjoyed Nicole Kidman and Ewan McGregor in... Um, their their starring roles. I th- I think that uh, I didn't re- obviously me not being a Star Wars fan. I didn't really know Ewan McGregor much, and so I didn't what about, really. What about Big Fish? Do you like them? I like going fishing. Is that what you're asking me? What are you What are you saying? Do I you have don't... to go get Big Fish? No, the movie Big Fish. Yeah, I've read that book. Um, he was not here when I read it. Okay. I can't remember. I haven't seen that movie in so long that I literally can't remember uh, really much about it. Yeah, I remember it being sad, but I definitely have not seen it since I've like been an adult. I would say, and like been through life, so it might hit me hard now. Um, But I don't recall Ewan McGregor being in that movie or any other actors being in that movie. All I remember is the fish. Also, whenever I think about the movie, I keep thinking about the shape of water where, like, the girl falls in love with the <laughs> fish man. So, is that the same movie? No, but that's a good movie. Okay, I've seen oh that movie. God. I've also seen Hellboy, which reminds me exactly of that movie as well. Well, um, that, yeah. For Ooh, that reminds you of the shape of water. So, now you're just going to different movies. Yeah, I was going to different movies. I'm doing the Bill Walton thing. I'm just not doing the accent. Okay. The, uh, the voice. Keep going with um, you, even though you didn't know him. Yeah, even though I don't know him, uh, I found him uh, really captivating as Christian. Um, I enjoyed him as the lead uh, in in this, and I really believed their love for each other. Uh, it was really nice to see, uh, and I really enjoyed his um, character of you know, with love, anything's you know, all that shit mm-hmm. it was really cool. Um, and I like the I like some of the. You know, other actors as well, like I mentioned, obviously, John Leguizamo and uh, Jim Broadbent as well. But I, I, um, so in the first, no, sorry, in Romeo and Juliet, I was like, dang, I've never seen the John Leguizamo performance like this. This is great. And then in this movie, I, I was like, dang, this is my favorite John Leguizamo <laughs> performance I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> I really liked him as Toulouse. Yeah, he just like disappeared in that character. Yeah, it was, it was great. It was wonderful. I loved it. <laughs> he reminded me of um, a 
like a character from Beauty and the Beast for some reason. Like, it <laughs> just easily be turned into um, a clock or something. <laughs> yeah, I like that. I liked when he was, uh, like, at the very end when he was trying to save him from being, like, shot. And he's, like, up at the door. He's, like, oh, no, he's got a gun. And he's just, like, oh, like the I, I loved when he's, like, I can't remember my line. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I wrote that line down. <laughs> That was so funny. Because it's so, like, tense, and he's like, I can't remember my life <laughs> yeah. at all. Oh, man. But yeah. So, yeah, that was one of my things. I was shocked when Slughorn started singing. I was like, what? I Yeah, I, I also wrote down on, on my notes, I wrote, Jim Broadbent as Ziggler is great. So I was really into his performance. Yeah, I was, too. I really enjoyed that. I, I I think this is the only, like I've said, I think this might be the only thing that I remember him being from other than, excuse me, Harry Potter. Yeah. Obviously, not, uh, what was the thing that you said he was in, Kristen? The Borrowers. The Borrowers. Obviously not. I haven't seen that, so I didn't know. What about Paddington? That. Don't cancel me for this. I haven't seen Paddington. Oh, you should watch it. I still haven't seen Paddington too, and people say that's even better. I heard that uh, Paddington is a movie that's got like 100% of Rotten Tomatoes. And I said, that's way too high expectations. I can't watch this movie. <laughs> I'll, fi- I'll find a flaw in it. I was going to say, Jacob's like, I'm worried. I'm too worried I won't like it. <laughs> exactly. So I can't do it. Um, that's that's the problem. I just, if expectations are too high, I, it's like something in my brain looks for faults, you know. Um, but I don't know. Um, yeah, but... Anything else you wanted to say about the uh, the characters or the actors, Alex? Mm, um, I liked the green fairy. Are you talking that about Tinkerbell? Ki- Kylie Minogue was the green fairy. And then I read in the cast that Ozzy Osbourne voiced the green fairy. Holy cow. I don't know. It was originally supposed to be like a man... Like a, mm-hmm. like the the absinthe mascot was gonna be a man or something. I can't remember, mm-hmm. but he originally they signed him on to do that, but then they changed it to the Green Fairy. And like when she gets evil, she mm-hmm. like lets out a scream, and that's Ozzy Osbourne. Oh, uh, hmm. was I've the, always uh, wanted to have a real bat. absinthe. Literally, when that started, I was like, man, I should pause this movie and go buy some absinthe. So that I can get the full experience of this movie. Well, you know? they don't have legitimate absinthe in America, though. Yeah, I was going to fly. Oh. <laughs> I don't even have my passport yet, but I was going to get it. I, like, <laughs> kind of, like, 24-hour You're like, let me pause this movie. Passport. Uh, I'll be back. I got to get, I got I to record on Thursday. Y'all better, <laughs> or Wednesday, y'all better get me ready. Okay? Uh, that, uh, what's another, that, I can't think of that other movie that has absinthe in it. Is it the Game Euro of the Trip? Greek? Euro Trip. Okay. I watched Ten. half of that, and Kristen was like, this movie's stupid. Turn, can we turn it off or something? And I was like, oh, I like this movie. What movie? <laughs> Euro Trip. Oh, yeah, that movie is dumb. I think I, uh, it's actually uh, more clever than I realized when I was a teenager when we when I was watching it that one time. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I haven't but seen it is kind of dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen Euro Trip other than I think like the one time. But Road Trip I liked. 
Um, like pretty good. Uh, what about the time that I got uh, chucked to buy me all three American Pie movies in Walmart and Blackfoot when I was like 14 or whatever? That's pretty cool. Yeah, it was. Very cool. Anyway, uh, so my number two thing, I guess, if uh, we're done with characters and the actors that we're talking about there. Um, I, I read that Leo, Leo auditioned for this movie. Leonardo da Vinci, because it was <laughs> Paris and Leonardo Di- DiCaprio to play Christian. Okay. I uh, read too that Heath Ledger auditioned, and they said that he was too young to play mm-hmm. Nicole Kidman's love interest, and so then that ruined future the future project Australia, because I guess they wanted Heath to be in that one, but he didn't want to do it anymore. He was like, ah, 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 ah. He's like, yep. what? Am I the right <laughs> age to be <laughs> in Australia? Huh? I don't gotta be this young to be. I can't hang out in a brothel, but I could Australia. go to the southern hemisphere. You huh? think a kangaroo's not gonna <laughs> wonder about my age? Huh? A dingo ate my baby. <laughs> don't talk about that, man. It's a natural treasure. Wait, that's not the line. That that should oh, actually happen. Man. Um. Well, yeah, so like I was saying, my uh, my next thing is the music in this movie, um, the soundtrack and the songs, I really... Oh, that's my thing, too, is That's well. my <laughs> thing, too. We are all on the same page, because we are <laughs> brain-linked, and we're podcasting buddies, you know? Um, yeah, it's just so good. This is my favorite music out of all the musics that we've done. Um out of all the music that we've done, uh, no, but uh, when we when I was watching this, I was like, man, I just want to listen to some of these songs. Um, I would just enjoy it. <laughs> That's funny because I was listening to the soundtrack <laughs> on my way home today. That's awesome. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, I liked. I thought it was really fun how they would pluck these songs and bring them in. Yeah. And so they for anyone who didn't watch the movie, they used a lot of like popular songs and like uh pop music and other things like that it's a jukebox musical uh you know so go ahead Alex. no i was gonna say the because the first one that you really get hit with is the hills are alive with the sound of music and yeah. i was like oh so that's where that came from <laughs> I was literally <laughs> like, oh, this of- movie is where they got that from? And then I was like, oh, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was like, oh, that's the origin story of The Sound of Music. But no, that's not. But then he's also just like, you know, describing love. And he's like, love lifts us up where we belong. All you need is love. Love is a many splendid thing. Like he's naming all these songs that mm. and just, you know, using the phrasing. And so I, th- I thought that was cool. But yeah. And then obviously, then they start singing the songs, and then yeah, covering them essentially. Yeah, which you know, covering them before their time because this is Paris in eighteen ninety nine, of course. Which that's a mm-hmm. rhyme. I do that all the time. Go ahead and rewind, and you might find all the rhymes that I be hiding in <laughs> my lines. Um, oh, you lost it. I lost it. I was almost there. I just you can't. Hold you should have said you know. something about limes. Fuck. Seven Up has limes. That's, that would have fit perfectly. <laughs> oh shit! I just dropped my mic. I dropped the mic. <laughs> All right. 
Um, Hold on, Kristen, I think I was going to say something. Oh, I just, because earlier I was, um, like I said, I was listening to the soundtrack on my, soundtrack? The soundtrack on my way home, and I was singing Lady Marmalade. Marmalade? Marmalade. That word's weird to me. Marmalade. I was singing it, and I was like, I was like 12 years old when I had this CD, and I was singing that song. That song was huge, too. Yeah. But I was singing that song, and I was like, uh, I shouldn't have been singing this song when I was 12 you years old. You should not have been singing that song. <laughs> like funny. those TikTok videos where uh, kids are in the, their cars, they go, the body's at the floor, let the body's at the floor. Like, you were five, stop. <laughs> yep. I know, I like but that, that song was all over the radio, I remember that back then. You know what's funny, too? I was thinking about that because... Um, the other day me and Isla were in the car and we were, she listens to kids bop and so and but she knows some of the songs from like um, YouTube real mm-hmm. things she watches on there and they do like TikTok songs and I can't remember which one it was oh the made you look song from Megan Trainer. yeah she really likes that song she knows that song and then on kids bop it says I could have my Gucci on. I could wear my Louis Vuittons. And then it says, I could put, wear my favorite hoodie and I made you look. And I was like, why did they say it like that? And I was like, what do you mean? She's like, because the real one says, I could have nothing on and I made you look. And she's mm. and I was like trying to explain it to her. Like, that's the kids bop version is for kids and the other version is not. Like, <laughs> And she wasn't understanding it, but I was like, there's a little it's just funny she could tell the difference but it doesn't make sense to her because she doesn't know like what they mean by it <laughs> like mm-hmm. yeah. why they would censor uh, it it's like it's a not like a bad li- word yeah and then here's me when i was 12 years old singing lady marmalade or marmalade <laughs> looks like uh on kids the kids about they have lizzo's about damn time they have that edited to about that time like yeah just Make yeah. it, make, I get a kick out of listening fine. to Kids Bot with Isla and <laughs> Logan because they change the lyrics to everything, and I just am interested what they do change it no, to. <laughs> yeah, we listened to. I took Isla to school one day, and they were playing a different um, song. I don't remember which one, but they changed the lyric, and she's like, "Why did they say that instead?" Too. Mm-hmm. So she, she definitely knows a few songs because they play a lot of the same ones on that Kids Bop radio. Yeah. So. Tario's always asking me, hey, why did they change it to the Berenstain Bears instead of the Berenstain Bears? <laughs> I'm like, how do you know that? <laughs> You've never even read those books. She's like, why is Tupac dead? I thought he was supposed to be alive. I'm like, what is happening? <laughs> oh my God. Did she really say that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, what were we talking about? Oh, the music. Um, <clears throat> I really liked the... You could tell everybody that this is your song, and the way that the way they use these songs to fit within the themes in the story, mm-hmm. I really enjoyed. Yeah, it, it reminded me of uh, during this movie when they were like making the plot of the play that they were doing match their real lives. You mm-hmm. know, with the Duke and the writer, and then they made it with the sitar and the. Uh, Aladdin guy. What's the, uh, what's it called? A Maharaja. Maharaja. Thank you. That, there you go. Um, and it's the, kind of the same way with the music, how it 
fits what the uh and the what what about when they fall in love and they're singing their like sh- she's singing the like we don't need love love is bad and he's singing you know good love songs i really liked that mm-hmm. too i just like yeah, the juxtaposition. uh ewan's uh big belt that he does when he sings His baritone. like yeah. <laughs> Not like that's that. That's what he sounds yeah. like. Yeah. That's what he sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> I love when he plays the trombone. It doesn't happen in this movie, but I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you didn't know anything about Ewan McGregor. Look, I know two uh, things about Ewan McGregor. One, his name is Ewan McGregor. Oh, wait, how did we say it earlier? Not like that. Anyway, and he plays the trombone. Um, yeah, I really like the... Uh, the way that they use the pop music into the regular music, as well as some lyrics and the thing. Um, but my favorite of the songs, um, I don't know if yours was the mar marmal mar. That word is hard. <laughs> Lady Marmalade. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much, Lady Marmalade. Uh, song, if that's your favorite. I, or not. I've never um, sang that song before, so I don't know why I can say it. <laughs> <laughs> you are the uh, you are the spelling bee champion, or third place. I can't remember. Third place. Yep. What was yeah. the word? Thanks for bringing that up again. What was the word you lost on? I used to know Co- it by heart. Commensurate. Commensurate, yeah. I used to think about it all the time when I was a little kid. You're like, if I'm like, ever in a spelling bee, they ask me how to spell this? <laughs> no, it was like, man, if I can learn how to spell this word at a younger age than Alex knew how to spell this word, I can be something. That's what it was. And now I'll catch you. Now I don't even know what the hell the word is. <laughs> <laughs> Commensurate. I can't spell it now. Commensurate. Um, C-O-N-N. My favorite. D-N-S. U-R-A-T-E. 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 I said E-R-A-T-E. If you said it the way that Jake said it, you would have known how to spell it. Yeah. Because he was saying commensurate. Yeah, that's how I know how to say it. That's how I know how to spell it. I I got it wrong. I asked You're them to, to use it in a <laughs> sentence, and they had to look it up. And in they the said, "Please spell the word commensurate." That's the sentence. Uh, my favorite song was the spectacular, spectacular pitch song. Um, so exciting! The audience will stomp and cheer. So delightful! Dude, it will run for fifty years. Fifty years. Yeah, that one. I really like that one. It was fun. Um, yeah, that's my favorite too. That the you know the way they dance and the way they the Duke is just like oh yeah he's like what's happening and uh, uh, that that whole scene is just my favorite thing of this whole movie that's my that's my third thing sorry is that scene because I just loved it so much but wait what was Kristen's was favorite amazing. song is it the Lady Marmalade or no um ooh. I mean that was when I was younger because it was but on the radio. You, but then you figure you're out like, I don't care about and you're like, no these more. are inappropriate. Yeah. <laughs> um, I like the um, the t- El Tango de Roxanne. Oh, yeah, that was really good. Roxanne. I forgot about that part. Yeah. That guy's voice is just really gravelly, and I like that. And it that just whole has sequence, so much, too, is just Yeah, really it has good. so much emotion in it, like... It yeah. Crazy. Yeah, it was really good. No, that's a good call. I forgot about that. 
I even wrote Roxanne down. Also, I wrote this. <laughs> I just was looking through my notes. Early in the movie, I wrote, Satine fainted. She must be sick. And then later <laughs> I wrote, oh, yeah, she's sick. <laughs> <laughs> she's got consumption. What is, I think what that is consumption? Was the same thing. That's like the same thing. Oh, it's tuberculosis, pulmonary tuberculosis. Yeah, I had to look it up too, Jake. But my note was kind of similar. It was, what is wrong with Satine? And then the next line, Satine most likely has tuberculosis. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what is, what? Chris what? is watching this on a different wavelength than us. <laughs> oh, shit. I dropped my microphone again. <laughs> my cord is, like, hanging off, so it's not good. Chris has been watching so much Grey's Anatomy that she can just, like, watch this movie and pick it out. She's like, that's got to be That's what consumption means. It's. What they thought I just like the idea like, of like because uh, I didn't know w- at what point in the movie you wrote that down. I like the mm-hmm. idea that you wrote that down when she first fainted. <laughs> yeah, that's when she fainted. <laughs> oh my gosh! I wrote down uh, during that um, uh, like that scene uh, where she's the sparkling diamond or whatever. I, I put so many top hats, really circus feel. This reminds me of The Greatest Showman. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. Okay, so I'll go to my thir- – this is my last thing, technically. Um, Take the – you know, down boo over. <laughs> the character of Ziggler, um, do you guys Dolph think Ziggler? he – Do you, I'm just going to keep talking. <laughs> I think his name is Siddler. This is what Siddler, it feels like with Nice. By the way. What? I think his name is Siddler, like S-I-D-L-E-R. Is it? I've been saying Ziggler so. this whole time. <laughs> Hold on. I'll pull it up and see. <laughs> I thought you've been talking about Dolph Ziggler this whole time. Ziddler. Ziddler. Oh, Ziddler. Yeah. Yeah, I wrote Ziggler in my notes. <laughs> all right. Ziddler. Um, I wrote down Slughorn in all my <laughs> <laughs> All right. The character of Ziddler. <laughs> Wait. I wrote down Jim Broadbent. <laughs> <laughs> the man well. of many names. <laughs> At least you guys were right with character names or his <laughs> real name. Um, Mine was such kind of a cheat, though. The So, Ziddler, um, do you guys think his character was... Um, you know how they have those charts sometimes, like chaotic good, chaotic neutral, lawful good, lawful neutral, lawful evil, chaotic evil? Yeah. I was having a hard time pinpoint. Like I was like, this guy is willing to do this to sell her out, and then like he just like you're dying, Satine. You need to get rid of him to save him, but also you need to do the show for me. But then he also punches out the Duke. I'm like, this he was taking me on a roller coaster of emotions. Yeah, I think part of it, and you know, hate to say this, but. Paris, eighteen ninety nine. Okay, she was, she was a merchandise. Okay, she was what got him money. She didn't. He didn't like. I felt like he didn't really care about her as you know a person. She was a. She was his money maker. She was what mm-hmm. got everything you know in there. So he cared more. About his he had self interest more than uh, anything until else. the end. Uh, until mm-hmm. the end, when he said. Look at that fucking mustache. <clears throat> punched him. That was good. Yeah. yeah. Punch him. Um, 
yeah, that that part. I'm not sure why the turn happened exactly, um, but I definitely felt I didn't like. The thing that shocked me. Did you see honest, him as a villain or as a good person in the story? So the thing for me was he kind of just felt like almost like a bystander, like the way he jumped into the because of the pitch. You know, he was mm-hmm. just trying to save himself. You know. Uh, I didn't really think of it so much as him doing it out of evilness. I saw it like kind of like almost out of just self circumstance and yeah. you know what was the easiest to achieve what he needed to achieve. I don't know. I didn't necessarily think he did it out of evil intent. You know. Mm-hmm. I think it was like a character arc for him because, like, at the very beginning. He's definitely, like, just about what's good for the club or, you know, for him and the club. Because he yeah. puts up the deed, the deeds for Moulin Rouge. Yeah. So, like, you know, he had no problem doing that. But then, like, as he, as it goes along, he sees that Satine chooses love over security and money. And then that's what helps him, his character change as well. I uh, yeah. When you were talking about when he put the deed up, I just remember the scene about like when they're first like doing that dance, and uh, John Leguizamo's character is like, "I'll get you a private room with her," and like he's supposed to be dancing with the Duke, and uh, Slughorn's looking out. He's like, "Oh yeah, they're doing a great job. <laughs> it's so good." Yeah, that's really funny. The um, comedy of errors of it all. Really yeah, exactly. Funny. Yeah, that's funny. I like it. I like it. I like it. I like it. Uh, yeah, I don't know how I feel. Uh, what do you think? What, where do you have Matt on terms of the scale, Alex? I don't know. I mean, it probably is more of the redeeming arc, but like he he seemed kind of genuine at times too. So I think that's what why I like struggle with this character because like it seemed like he just cared about her doing his play, mm-hmm. but then he's also like you know you need to hurt hurt him to save him and like it was true like that was probably the best thing that she could have done yeah i think the whole uh idea of him i think him holding like that information uh after they had the doctors and knowing that she had consumption and holding that Mm -hmm. from her i think was kind of evil um so some of the things he did were yeah that's true too um Mm -hmm. But, you know, I don't know. I didn't necessarily feel evil vibes from him throughout, you know. Uh, I think that's the, you know, uh, uh, not the mark, but a a mark of a good film and a good story is complex characters. And it's definitely, he's definitely one. Yeah. And like when, uh, when he found out that they were like kissing and stuff like that, and he like kind of saw them, you know, and. He's a. Uh, I don't know. I I don't know what his background in terms of uh, his acting background, whether it's like super theater or what. But I felt like it was a very theatrical uh, performance by uh, by Slughorn. Jim. Yeah, I was trying to remember this a different name. <laughs> um, but yeah, I liked him. I thought it, I thought he played it very well, and he does have you kind of. Is this total bad guy? Is it not? Mm-hmm. You know, but I yeah I think Kristen's got a good point about character arc there, uh, and why yeah, he kind totally. of changes his mind. Um. All right, so uh, 
Chris, do you want to go to your third thing, or you want me to do my? I already mentioned my third thing. Um. Um. Yeah, we kind of talked about all of mine already, so I don't have much. What was the only your other last thing? One? Well, I had so my three was. Baz Luhrmann's directing style, soundtrack slash music, and all the actors and their performances. Okay. So okay, gotcha. I, um, Jake, I don't know what your third thing is, but if if it's not this, I definitely want to talk about the ending too before we oh, we move on. I was just about to bring that up. Yeah, it was not the ending. We could talk about that. My my thing, I yeah, I said it was that the whole scene with the uh, the poetry reading, you know, kind mm-hmm. of a private poetry reading. That entire scene, which had the the plot or the uh, the pitch song in it, you know, uh, and it also had them, you know, his introductory mm-hmm. song to her. I just felt like that entire section, that scene, I just, that was my favorite of the movie. And I, uh, I, I feel it, you know, I need a poetry reading, you know? Can so. I like when she's like, Oh, poetry. And she thinks he's like getting off on it. And she's yeah. like, and she's boating, like boating. squirming around. Yeah. yeah. That's really funny. I was like, geez, talk about faking it. Come on. Um, <laughs> but that does kind of tie back into uh, if you want to just move straight from that, if you want to jump forward to the ending where he was like, mm-hmm. finally paid for paid for you, you know, uh, from the poetry reading initially kind of type things. So. Yeah. <clears throat> well, one thing I want to mention with that is um, the Duke has that bald henchman guy. And mm-hmm. the first with the time I saw him, yeah, because I didn't see his scar at first, I was like, is that Will Sasso? Is he in this? <laughs> <laughs> it I, was mean, a weird, I don't even know who been Sasso is. Oh, you don't? He's a comedian. Mm. Um, he's funny. I'll see if I can find him really quick. I thought it, I thought it was the guy from Breaking Bad. Heisenberg? No, the his brother-in-law. Oh, Dean Norris. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, there you go. That guy. Will Sasso. Yeah. He does look like, kind of like him. Dean Norris kind of looks like Sasso. Yeah, I like Wilson. I so we're old. Remember Vine? Um, Hold on, we're old. He yes, we are. Um, Will Sass? Did you just find this? I I've known it for a while now. Okay. Um, but he would do these vines where he was pretending to be Arnold Schwarzenegger driving, um, or wanting to drive. <laughs> Come on, go! This is bullshit. Come on, look what you're doing. Yeah, hi. Yeah, hi. Where am I? Fuck you. Sweet Caroline. Oh, my God. They were hilarious to me. That's good. You don't... Anyway, this isn't about Will Sasso. (laughs) No, it's not. You don't listen to the Connie Bang Bang Presents, right? Not typically, no. Okay. It was kind of a funny one today. I think... uh, I can't remember if it was... Um, I think it was the entrepreneur, entrepreneur tour. Uh, yeah, I, I, I have I listened who... to those. I'll probably listen to that one. Okay. Okay. No, nope, never mind then. I won't say anything about it. Okay. Anything um, else about that scene or if Kristen has anything? I don't have anything else I wanted to say about it exactly. Uh, the costumes are good in that scene as well, uh, but that's about it. Kristen? Um, oh, I thought she froze. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't. She was see. doing the Alex effect. <laughs> I don't really have anything else about that scene. Okay. 
Yeah, so um, we could tie right into the ending from there, though, if you want to talk about that, Alex. Yeah, I just wanted to say, we don't. Have, I don't really have anything in depth about it, but um, I felt like right after Romeo and Juliet, and then we get a re- another really tragic ending. Um, I don't know. It kind of left me sad. <laughs> <laughs> I was sad. I know my last note is or my second to last note is ugh why did Satine have to die? <laughs> yeah. I'm sad. <laughs> uh, I uh I like a tr- good tragedy, you know. Um I en- I enjoyed it. I like that it wasn't just uh you know this happily ever after type of thing i kind of enjoyed that you know um not to have harsh words or anything but it's almost like a the a whore's life you know a whore doesn't get love a whore is this you know that's kind of what it was um and i i kind of like that const constant you know in that story with it um because it was oh, different it, than just that it kind of fulfilled exactly thing yeah, uh, that makes sense. Um, That's even more tragic. But yeah. she did get her love. But it was and like she didn't get to enjoy it, her. though. You know, yeah. she didn't get she didn't get her lo- life that she probably deserved to have. You know, I don't know. Yeah, I yeah. get it. Yeah, but um, he put a, he put her story in the world, and the Moulin but, Rouge was like. Bleh. <laughs> Because it's like, you know, because what she said, you know, uh, she is this thing, you know. Mm-hmm. She, yeah, I don't know. Um, Me and Kristen have a song. It's the thong song. <laughs> oh, God. So that's, not, that's not it. No, but that's what we sing to each other to let uh, each other know. <laughs> thong, 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 thong. Do you guys uh, wear your sandal thongs? I know, but I wear my Crocs usually. Flip flops. I was watching uh, Bluey with Tario, and mm-hmm. he was, and he said, "Like, get your thongs on or something." Like, they talk about the shoes. Or, I was like, "What is he saying?" <laughs> That's what they call him in, like, Britain and Australia. Yeah. <laughs> all right. That's all I got on the film itself. Yeah, me too. Um, we could do. Want to do? Uh, you have anything else, Kristen, about the film? Um, no. I mean, no. Hey, really quick, guys. Does my <laughs> does this eyebrow look weird? It looks yes. like you had it pierced at one point in time. I keep. I think I have a bad um, stem going on. I keep accidentally pulling hairs out of it, and I think it's getting thin. Oh my god. Here's what you should do. Take your straight razor and shave off both your eyebrows. You'll look okay. normal. It won't be different at all. <laughs> oh, um, the last thing Remember I that time said... that... Oh, I'm so sorry. Remember <laughs> that time that Chase shaved half your eyebrow? That was you. you oh, yeah, that was your eyebrow. Oh, yeah, that sucked. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I totally thought that was you. No, he oh did that to God. you. What an asshole. <laughs> that sucks that happened to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I totally fucked it up. 
I, I totally suck. put that trauma onto you. I was like, that, that happened to my brother. What an idiot. <laughs> no, that happened to you. Oh my God. No, I'm sad. <laughs> okay, Kristen was going to say something. Oh my gosh. Okay, the last thing that I wanted to just talk about was the great the saying that they say the greatest thing you'll ever learn is just to love and be loved in return mm. i love when toulouse shouts it out too mm-hmm. i love love i love lamp <laughs> i love lamp when you said the greatest when you started doing that and you said i just want to talk about the greatest i thought you were going to say the great gatsby I was like, Kristen, we can't do The Great Gatsby. We're only doing three Bassler movies. Hey, she could do the other three. On the She's next like, for my, for my next theme, I'm choosing the other three Bassler movies. <laughs> we will finish all of his movies. No, I, I really like that line, too. I wrote it down. Although I couldn't remember all of it. I just wrote, to love and be loved in return. That's all I had. I just wrote down, love. How many O's did you put in that? Seven. Oh. <laughs> That's the correct amount. Here, you want to hear some lyrics I wrote? <laughs> not, not right now. Are you sure it's it, it matters? Oh, okay. It matters. <laughs> L- love is an optical illusion, an impossible maze, uh, something you can't get out of, and an, an infinite staircase. Ooh. That's it. You want to hear a lyric I know about love? Yeah. Love is taking a dive and getting real comfortable comfortable and peeing in the pool. pool. And love is finding a bag of... Wait, fuck. It's a homeless guy. It's a homeless guy finding a bag Bag of coins. That he think is full of treasure, but it's chocolate coins. Really full of chocolate. Even though he's disappointed, he can't really be sad because he was hungry in the first place. Like yep. That's not gonna sound good <laughs> when you edit That's gonna this sound bad. Like, so. I'm gonna go ahead I'm gonna go ahead and just cut us out but Bo Bird a man. Oh okay. I'll sing. Yeah. I'll try to as we go through our final thoughts, I also want if you guys are cool with it, rank these three films. Okay. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. Okay. All right, um, final thoughts and then uh, rankings. Uh, do we want to fist fight to see who goes first? I'm going to pull up my leg. Oh, I didn't even do it yet. I'll, I'll go mm-hmm. first. Okay. Um, so I gave this movie three and a half stars. And here's what I said on Letterboxd. I said, do you ever look at someone and wonder what is going on inside their head? That's how I feel watching these Baz Luhrmann films. <laughs> Everything is so crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Do it one, say it one more time. Say it one more, start over. Do you ever look at someone and wonder what is going on inside their head? Well, that's how I feel watching these Baslerman. <laughs> I love that. I love the um, idea of you sing Baslerman and just be like, what is going inside? Going on inside your head? <laughs> well, that's a TikTok sound from Inside Out that gets used a lot. Oh, is it? Um, okay, that's it for me. <laughs> Three and a half stars. That's um, it. Okay. And, and then I would rank them 
Number three, Romeo plus Juliet. Number two, Moulin Rouge. And number one, Strictly Ballroom was my favorite. And I have since gone back and raised Strictly Ballroom from three stars to four stars. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Interesting. Because I really like that movie. And I like his styles there, but it's not so... Abrupt. So, yeah, just it's so over the top, and he has a huge budget and stuff. I think I like the, you know, him working within the confines of what he has. You know what they say about Laz Berman? Laz Berman. Baz Lerman. (laughs) Fuck. He's got a huge budget. (laughs) Yeah, I've heard that before. So, Moulin Rouge, exclamation point, 2001, I gave four stars. Uh, I really enjoyed this movie. I think my favorite out of the Red Curtain trilogy. Uh, Outstanding costumes and sets, as I've come to expect from Baz, and the music is fantabulous. Uh, I'm a huge fan of the mix between quick and slow cuts to create anticipation and suspense throughout. Uh, My ranking would be three, Romeo, Edition, Julia, two, Strictly Ballroom, one, Moulin Rouge. Exclamation point! (laughs) Hmm. Cool. So I ranked it at what I rank it at three and a half stars. Um, I did not leave a review. I didn't know what to say. <laughs> <laughs> if Baz um, wants to know, he's going to be pissed. <laughs> and my rankings, I think three would pissed. be Moulin Rouge. Two is Romeo and Juliet and one is Strictly Ballroom. Yeah, you guys, I forgot that Baz was in the room and he is pissed that we're ranking his movies like this. <laughs> he says they're all number one. Oh, man. Can you ask him to get on mic? Can you get on mic? He's shaking his head. He's not going to do oh. it. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's too nervous, I think. He's raising That's his fair. fist. Well, me and Kristen both with Strictly Ballroom number one. Me and Jake yeah, both guys. with Romeo and Juliet, number three. <laughs> <laughs> and only I did something. Did I do something <laughs> unique? Ro- uh, Moulin Rouge, number one. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's my choice, baby. I chose this movie. Um, so that wraps up our theme of, of Baz Luhrmann. I am going to miss saying his Sorry, name Baz. every week. We're gonna not we're gonna watch the rest of your movies. Maybe, maybe in a couple of weeks when Kristen picks her next theme and I doubt she's gonna want to do this again. Her favorite director is Baz Luhrmann. We all know this. She didn't know anything about him before we started this <laughs> Baz Luhrmann trilogy. She's like, I really want to watch Strictly Ballroom, and I can't think of any other way to do it. <laughs> she does. She does really want to watch Elvis as well, which didn't even get chosen, so she might yeah. still choose. <laughs> That somehow, um, but it is Alex's theme. To, uh, Alex's theme. Alex's cho- choice for our next theme. Uh, Alex, what are we gonna go with? All right, our next theme is been one I've been wanting to do for a while. It is um, hmm, what is it again? Movies about remember. gambling. <laughs> movies that have it gambling. Is, it is. I was gonna that- say. I was gonna say. I want to make a bet on what it's gonna be. <laughs> uh, <Aww>. Yes. <laughs> It is movies that feature gambling or casinos, or I'll even say movies set in Vegas, because usually there's something to do with gambling or casinos there. Um, 
And thanks for doing we've that, already, Alex. We've already covered Uncut Gems. So uh, we're going to do it again. Probably not that one. So my first, um, not my first pick, but the first one <laughs> we're going to watch, my pick, <laughs> is 1974's California Split. What? That's way yes. different than what you said before. I watched I half of before? a different movie, Mississippi something. Mississippi Grind. Is that it? I yeah, that might have been it. <laughs> you watched half of it. I watched half of it. Yeah. No, so I should probably wait till we got to watch this movie <laughs> and then I turn it off. Okay, I'll say this. I'll say this. Um, Calif- Mississippi uh, Grind is a pretty much a um, remake of California mm-hmm. Split. Okay. Um, it, there's some differences, but really, because I've seen them um, both, they're really this pretty much the same movie. Um, okay. ca- so I got on a huge kick of watching gambling movies last year, and I watched a bunch of them. And I'm excited to revisit some of them if you guys pick them, or if you pick ones I haven't seen, then I get to watch more of them. <laughs> but um, this this I'm, one, I'm gonna watch The Hangover Three. That's my choice. I know what one I'm picking. The Hangover Three. Duh. Um, which one are you picking, Kristen? Or do you not want to say yet? What one do you think I'm gonna pick? Vegas Vacation. <laughs> you know what's so funny? I watched that the other day too. Part of it, and I turned it off. I don't know. I might not pick that one. I just love that movie. <laughs> but um, I was gonna say about California Split. Um, so when I was thinking about this, of probably a month or two ago. I was like, man, which one am I going to pick? I really want to watch California Split. I, I really liked Mississippi Grind, though, and that one might be easier for Jake and Kristen to get into because it's more recent. Um, and then I was like, I also like Rounders, which is a, the Matt Damon poker movie. Um, and I was like, no, I think I'm going to pick California Split or Mississippi Grind because they're like straight just about gambling. It's just the life of a gambler is what those <laughs> ones are about. And I know I'm getting really into it in this episode, and maybe this isn't the spot, but I I just wanted to say why I picked this one is I went and watched the trailer for Mississippi Grind, and then I looked up the trailer for California Split. There wasn't one, but there was like a somebody had uploaded a scene, and I watched it. I'm like, damn, that scene was so good. I forgot how good that movie is. I want to watch that one. <laughs> so okay. we're gonna watch California Split. So the quote unquote trailer was better. <laughs> yep. <laughs> okay. What were you gonna say, Kristen? Oh, I just, I think I know what one I'm going to pick. And it fits it, and I'm excited. <laughs> Not Vegas Vacation? No, it's a different movie. Oh. You want to totally, save? I totally didn't even, like, realize that that fits this category. <laughs> oh. Oh, I, I bet I know what it is. What do you think it is? Maverick. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, can I choose the Hunger Games since it's that, bet, that scene where they have bet, betting odds? Um, I'm going to say no, because that's not really uh, part of the movie. I wanted to check, you know, you guys let me choose Chappie that one time, so I had to, you know, test what the boundaries are for this one. Yeah. No, that's fair. Is Rain Rain Man, can I choose that? There's only the one scene, but it's a pretty pivotal scene, so I'd say yeah, if you wanted to pick that. Ooh, could I choose 21? That's a definitely a gambling movie. Who's in that movie again? Uh, Kevin Spacey. Yeah, I, <laughs> I can't watch that. that movie. That's what I was thinking. I was like, it doesn't have somebody bad in it. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll figure something out. Okay. But I think that'll about do us for this episode. Um, 
did y'all have anything you want to add before we close it out and Roxanne that's it that's a good addition anything from you Kristen I should have saved that to the end when we were going away (laughs) yeah you should have you messed up All right. well (laughs) that'll do it for us uh, today go ahead and follow us on social media the podcast is all take three podcast Uh, on twitter okay you can follow me at mr jake duke on social media twitter i'm others i'm really only on twitter at alex expressed and mine is at i am kristen one is that what it is okay (laughs) we are so good at plugs But for us at All Take 3, thank you for joining us, and we will see you at a later date. Sorry, that was confusing. Uh, Bye. I hope that you've learned to love and be loved in return. Bye. Bye. Roxanne. Sat on the roof, and I kicked off the mall. Well, some of these verses, well, they, they got me quite cross. But the <laughs> I'm going to edit that out of the podcast. <laughs> All right. Go, go, go for it. Go for editing it out or go for <laughs> yeah. what's next? No, hey. go for it. I'm going to go for it. <laughs> I'm going to get a gopher in here. He's going to do all of this work for me. Okay. Um, so what, what had... Green uh, the blue Put down in words